Welcome to the podcast, Three Things That Matter. My name is Anne Blake, and in each episode, I interview a different guest. They are asked to bring three things that matter to them. These might vary from books and plants to places and occasions. These three things provide the jumping off point for discussion of the extraordinary in the everyday. Three Things That Matter is a Limerick Post podcast and is released every second Wednesday. In episode two of the first series, I chat to Joanne Ryan. Joanne is an award-winning Limerick-based theatre artist, playwright and performer with a track record of making quality, ambitious work in socio-political contexts. Her critically acclaimed multimedia solo show, Existentialism, has toured extensively with set-out runs in London, Liverpool, Cyprus, Malaysia and Australia. In addition to her work as a writer and maker, Joanne has performed with many companies in Ireland and in 2014 she was nominated for an Irish Times Theatre Award for Best Actress in a Leading Role. She has been awarded civic honours for her international awards, success and contribution to the arts in Limerick. So Joanne, welcome. Hi Anne. Uh, lovely, lovely, lovely to have you on the three things that matter. And I think we're just going to get straight into it. And I would like you to present your first thing. Well, uh, I was thinking, so this was very difficult. Uh, it was a very, very difficult challenge, Anne Blake, uh, that you've set me and total head melt. Uh, and very unlike me, I completely overthought the whole thing. That's not like be, you at all. You'll be so surprised to hear that that happened. Um, but it made, it made, first of all, I was thinking it was kind of like the challenge is sort of like, do you remember in the past maybe would have been three things you'd grab if your house was on fire? Yes. Like assuming the animals and humans were safe kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And I, so I think a lot of people will probably have chosen photographs in the past, but now everything has kind of become digitized. So I was thinking, well, would I grab my phone? But actually all the stuff on my phone is in a cloud. So then it's like, well, would I grab my laptop because of all my work and my writing and everything? But that's all backed up sort of in a cloud as well. So it's I think it's interesting how, yeah, what is what is a thing anymore? Like, is it a physical object Mm. or not? So it was very, very hard. Uh, I started. uh, Okay, I'll start with uh, you mentioned when you were you were asking me to think things that it didn't have to be a physical object. Mm -hmm. So to get out of that head melt, I decided to start with a, a place, which is my bathroom. So my first thing that matters is my bathroom. Okay. Uh, because that is where my bath is. And and as you know, I love a bath. Well, I, I do know this about you. And, and now a lot more people do too. Yeah. So I never, I'm, I'm kind of raging myself for not always having had a bath. Like in mm. everywhere I've ever lived. Because my quality of life has now like improved a gajillion fold since... I've gotten this bathroom and it's all thanks to my uncle. So when I got pregnant, I was living in this house. It used to be my dad's. I lived in the what was then a studio kind of apartment that he'd fashioned for himself upstairs. Mm. And then downstairs was pretty much derelict, like, as you know. And uh, so not cool for a baby. So luckily, my hero uncle builder stepped in 
And as he was kind of re- renovating the place for me and I was pregnant, I was like, is there any chance that we might be able to squeeze a bath in somewhere? Like, I was suggesting under the stairs. I was like, I'll do the splits to get into it. I'll roll into it. I'll, I'll <laughs> climb in backwards on my head or whatever. Uh, and he somehow managed to magically uh, fashion from the under the, the stairs and the back door area, which was just like an earwig farm uh, and a bit of the back room he managed to create this tiny little gorgeous perfect bathroom for me that has a little bath and I have my happiest times in there it's the only time I get to myself really now that I have a kid and it's the only time that I allow myself to read for some reason I kind of struggle with reading like books um the past number of years but I'm allowed to read in the bath I don't know why that is I watch films in there, stuff that I wouldn't normally watch, like if I was watching with Rob. Uh, you know, that kind of trashy stuff that you wouldn't sit down and watch with a partner necessarily. But what, still, what, what will be a, ran- a random example of bath viewing? Oh, God. OK, so the other day I started watching this series on Netflix called Offspring. Oh, Have yes. Have you come across it? I think so. The Is first that- episode was an hour and a half long. What? I was like halfway through it going, is this just a shit film? Like, is this, was this not a season? Of, but it's very bad. But nice kind of turn off your brain um, in is the it, bath stuff. Is it Australian? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think. Which I, is one reason that Rob would never agree to watch it. He's got like so pathological aversion to the Australian accent. Maybe. So even if it was good, he wouldn't watch it. So that's what you're up against when you when you live with someone. Hmm. This kind of stuff, you know. It it is a big thing, isn't it? The whole um, this is the way we watch things now. That there are things that you watch completely on your own and never with your partner or housemate or whoever. It's all this kind of guilty pleasure, personal yeah. viewing. And then there's I wouldn't you en- I wouldn't enjoy it if there's anyone else there. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, and the bath is also a place for thinking. And also, I feel like well, I've got a bad back had quite a bit of spinal surgery in the past and so it feels very healing it helps with the pain and it also feels so indulgent and luxurious and like oh like you know and even though now I mean I'm more in the bath than out of it I'm having about three baths a week at the moment pandemic what else are you gonna do um but each time it feels really indulgent and special you know so it's I'd be lost without it it's it's um it's an unusual bath as well. Your one, obviously, your your uncle. I mean, we're we're friends as well. I have been in your house before the pandemic, and whenever stop showing off. <laughs> and whenever the pandemic has allowed us being in our houses, but your your bath, it's nearly it's slightly like seated because it's fitting into a small space. So. Yeah, it's tiny, so we had to get the smallest one to fit in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but luckily, I'm a short arse, so I managed to. It's fine for me. It's perfect. And your partner, your partner is quite tall. So am I guessing is this kind of your own personal bathroom? It's my own bathroom. It's the it's the absolute dream, man. Like, <laughs> I I'm just so lucky. I feel so lucky all the time. Every time I walk in, I'm like, God, I'm so grateful. And it's been ages now. Like Rowan is two, two and a bit. So it's been over two years now. I've had, and I just I love it. I feel so lucky and. Uh, yeah, it's the novelty's never worn off. So that's thing number one. Thing that number matters. one, and and obviously within that thing there is. You said there's reading, 
and there's and there's watching um yeah and thinking and also for work like I find it hard as well to make time because when you're in a bath and you're in water you can't actually be doing admin you can't be scrolling on your phone you know so it creates these brilliant limitations for me as someone who's like gets so caught up in the producing and admin side of work and not and finds it very hard to carve out creative thinking time you know um and is addicted to social media and uh that's another big problem. Whereas I can't do that stuff in the bath. And it's a it's just such a glorious restriction for me. It allows me to think creatively and think, you know, process and and relax. And it's just great. It's 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 I it's like that thing of a, a yawn or, a, you know, these things that when you talk about it or, you know, it creates the need to uh to do it yourself so I'm kind of already planning my bath as I as <laughs> my next bath as I talk to you because um I luckily have a bath in my house too but yeah th- I think it's that whole it is very hard for us to completely unplug or to disconnect from everything being in our hand and available so yeah it, it's it's quite a precious place in our in our houses yeah, it's amazing. It's like a spa, like a spa <laughs> retreat, just on a three days a week. You know. <laughs> well, that that is a very a very beautiful thing that matters, and um, and and there's so much scope in it for leading to other things that matters. Have you have you got a second thing? Uh, so my second thing is uh, this suitcase, and it's a little suitcase. Uh, that contains things like Rowan's baby things. So my son's things I put together uh, when he was a little baby are in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of interested in the reason I chose it is I'm in, I'm interested in. So, so I think the question of like, well, what matters? Do anything? Does anything really matter? Like in terms of objects and stuff. And so like we've already established that when well, all the photos probably exist somewhere else digitally. And, you know, so so then what? does matter and I guess it all comes down to context something one thing could really matter at one time and not at another you know like hmm. I lost a camera um I lost a camera years ago when I was tubing with my cousin in Lao and I think I was just stoned or something when we were tubing and anyway realized at the end of the trip that I didn't have the camera anymore and I didn't really care like it was a digital camera that I'd had for years but I wasn't that fussed hmm. and we went on with our holiday but then a number of years later, when my father died, I suddenly realized with horror when I went to look for all our photographs together that every single photograph of me and my father together had all been taken in the last, say, seven years of his life. And they were all on that camera and none of it had been backed up. So so suddenly that became a hugely important object that really, really mattered that. And I was devastated. I mean, I'm fine about it now, but I only have one photograph of me and and my father together uh so I'm lucky I have that one I suppose but you know I just mean it's interesting that the context really defines whether the thing matters or not you know Mm -hmm. but but I'm interested as well in how as a parent now part of my job is kind of archiving my child's life so I'm deciding what things may may matter to him in the future Mm -hmm. and that's my job as a a curatorial job as an archivist <laughs> which I take very seriously no I don't I'm amazed I've even put these things together in <laughs> fairness so in this box Anne 
I'm sure you're fascinated to find out. What, well, the first manky find at the top is this desiccated umbilical cord. Oh. <laughs> How horrendous does that look? But it's gas because I think like, so I kept it like they, you know, I think I must have gotten my, um, I think I got my placenta made into, um, into tablets. They're mm-hmm. supposed to be good for iron and breastfeeding and stuff. Um, but who knows? Jury's out. But anyway, we did it anyway. And as part of that package, they also dried the umbilical cord and gave it back to me in this lovely little, um, this lovely little net bag. <laughs> what a horror show. So, I mean, maybe that might be a fun moment with Rowan in the future. But then I'm also wondering, are you just accumulating stuff that at some point someone's going to have to throw out and feel guilty about, you know? Because all the stuff that we think matters to us when we die is just going to be stuff for someone else to feel guilty about dumping or giving to a charity shop. Anyway, on that note, so that's the first thing. Uh, so there's other things in here. There's a, there's a blanket. Oh, this is actually very cute. So Rob started crocheting when I was pregnant. And uh, this is the first blanket and hat that he crocheted for Rowan, which is, you remember this, Anne? Yeah. Oh, wow. I know. Adorable. Beautiful. So that's quite cute, actually. I think Rob would probably be upset if if anything happened to that. There's random other bits. There's also this plastic bag that I'm not going to open now. The reason is the first muslin that I used when Rowan was born is in this bag. It's in three bags wrapped up. Right. Because I'm hoping that that might hold the smell, his baby smell. Okay. And that one day I will open it and I'll be able to smell that smell again. Or I'll be really disappointed. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Because my granny, my aunt found a bag uh, a few years ago that had stuff belonged to my granny in it, her hats. Mm-hmm. And we all just sat around her kitchen like, on, like inhaling these hats for ages because they smelt like granny. Wow. You know, because they had been so well wrapped, like even however, I mean, like I was 12 when she died. So I was probably like 32. So 20 years later. Wow. Um, it was pungent, like, and for ages, I took one of two of the hats, actually, my aunt gave me. And uh, and for ages, they smelled like her, you know. So I'm kind of hoping. Um, and then another thing that's in here is this bib. So this was a bib. Uh, it's got a koala, crocodile, kangaroo. Can you guess where I got it yet? Um, I got it in in, in Ro- Australia. In, Rob, in Rob's favourite country. In Rob's favourite country. Uh, in Australia when I was on tour with Existentialism. And uh, I think uh, I think I, I was struggling to come to terms with... I was pregnant. Uh, I was about three and a half months, I think, pregnant then. And um, I've had struggled to come to terms with the fact, I think. And I, probably because I was quite ill, you know, I had, I'd had a like a quite a serious cancer scare before I went and it was all very stressful and uh wasn't really sure what was the outcome was going to be or what what the implications were for the pregnancy I suppose at that stage luckily everything turned out to be fine and it was a false alarm but I think I think part of that had prevented me to kind of really connect with the pregnancy Mm. and for some reason we were touring existentialism and uh and I was in this lovely little shop and I, I saw this bib and just burst into tears in the shop. And uh, I think that was, and bought it, which is why, why I have it now. And I think that was the moment that I kind of allowed myself to accept the fact, you know, that I was pregnant and that there would, 
there would likely be a baby. So that's in there as well. So there's a few things from um, from Rowan's baby box. <laughs> his cord, his smell and his bib. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully he'll be fascinated <laughs> by, by all of that in a few years. I can picture um, mum, which put that stuff away. Gross. Gross, <laughs> mum. He'll be right. It is gross. And the case itself, the case that you keep everything in. Yeah. This is, it's just something I spotted in, uh, where did I get this? Oh no, it's the one shop I can't pronounce. Schmurschen, schmurschen. Schmurschen and grinsen. How do you say the name of the shop? I, I, well, funny enough, it's not really helping me, your pronunciation. Like. <laughs> <laughs> the one on Bedford Row. Oh, Sostrin and Green. Yes. Is that Shost- it? Is, is that easy to say? Sostrin, Sostrin and Green. Green? Is it the, the Green Sisters? I think it's a... Oh, okay. Yeah, that one. That one. We call it Schnurzen and Schnurzen. So, well, so, they, they sponsor... We're the pod- so mature they, about foreign things. They sponsor things. the podcast, and this is really awkward. <laughs> 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 or we hoped they might someday but now they never will <laughs> they'd be a good shout for some, for sponsoring something like this because they have you know they've lots of, like it for things. example I bought the box in there yeah you know yeah. they have lots of little keepsakes and also kind of arts and craftsy things that you might create something then that mattered you know are you, are you backpedaling to try and fix the fact that you couldn't say the name of the shop a while ago <laughs> no there is a shop that uh, has, I don't know, it's a series of consonants. And um, whenever we drive past it. Um, <laughs> series of consonants. <laughs> whenever we drive past it, uh, it, it's like, oh, look, there's. <laughs> you know, like we just make this sound. And it's, you know, it's very um, closed minded and uh, <laughs> uninformed of myself and Jenny to do that but we, we do a bit um, but yeah you you got your little suitcase in Sostrin Green on Bedford Sostrin and Green um, friends of the cast we we, we hope <laughs> is it Sostrin and Green or Sostrin Green Sostrin I don't think there's an and I think it's Sostrin okay. Green I should have it in front of me um in, in letters, but I've turned my phone onto airplane mode because I don't want it to ring. Yeah, but there you go. That's where I got it anyway. And that's that's that. There's other bits and bobs in it as well. What, what else is in it? Just out of, curio- just out of curiosity. Oh, uh, out of curiosity. So what else is in it? Uh, wait, can we see now? Hang on a second. Uh, we've got, oh, manky umbilical cord. Uh, we've got possibly smelling of my, the baby smell. Because, you know, they washed, someone washed him in the hospital and I was very upset about it. They washed his head with shampoo and, uh, oh, his, all his scans, like all the ultrasounds and stuff are in there. The first outfit he wore, um, another Muslim that was my discharge letters. Uh, Good thing you finished that sentence. A co- <laughs> Uh, it would be this, the second mankiest thing in the box. Um, a compass that his uh, uncle, she's not his god, what did we call her? Her his fairy odd mother, Sarah, my cousin, uh, gave him as a gift on his for his welcoming ceremony. Uh, that's in there as well. Waiting to be framed, I think that's probably something that needs to be framed. There's also, hang on, what's this? There's also, uh, oh, there's a photocopy of a book about my grandfather. Uh, about an article, an article in the Kerry Man, 
um, from around from when Rowan was born that was actually about his great grandfather, my my dad's dad in Kerry. There was a book, a series trilogy of books that was being called Echoes in Their Footsteps that was being published um, at the time. And my granddad was was kind of a feature in it. I think a lot of one of the books was about him because he was uh, he was a TD uh, for Clan Public in North Kerry. But he prior to that, he had been a big uh, IRA kind of war man. And so I, I don't know why I put that in. I suppose because it happened around the same time and also maybe part of me you know, wonders, oh, if anything was to happen to me, that Rowan would know that there would be some kind of obvious connection that he'd know um, and could look into it if he was interested. Wow, so a, a, a suitcase full of lots of different aspects of your life, his life, and things he may never want to know about when he's older. Yes. Like his own umbilical cord. <laughs> Things to bore him about when he's older. We'll see. It'd be interesting to know what his interests are. I suppose you, you just, yeah. Well, you're giving him the know. chance to, to, to be interested in it. I think mm. it's very important. You know. Yes. I'm, and I'm demonstrating an interest in him as well. It's yeah. like, look, see, I cared. You know. Kind of a thing. You know, <laughs> Proving well, a point in the future. Yeah. That's lovely. And a very, a very um, information filled thing as well I feel like I've thrown you into an existential crisis with this question I'm always in an existential crisis Anne as okay. you know and I'm actually doing a course in the moment uh, at the moment called living with mortality I'm coming to terms with my own mortality so I'm thinking a lot in general about what matters and what doesn't and um, so so you're grand so you were a prime candidate for a podcast podcast I'm, do, I'm doing it all on my own uh yeah making things miserable and hard on my own no it's really interesting we had the, we had the course last night it's Monday nights um yeah right well with with that in mind then do we have a third thing we do um and it is what well, i'm also recording on it so i'm afraid to pick it up and show it to you um in case that affects the sound quality but it is before pandemics before this pandemic zoom meant something different to me it was a uh, the name of a recorder's type of recorder so you'll probably know that. And, and uh, they're very good um, recorders, like dictaphone kind of things, you know, for people who aren't familiar with them. And when I, uh, when I was making Existentialism, a play that I wrote um, about me trying to decide whether or not to have a kid, my mother was a big part of that. And she was uh, my mother, Gloria. And Gloria was, uh, was my co-star in it, as you know. And she played herself in audio recordings throughout and I recorded, so the conversations that those recordings came from, I recorded on a Zoom recorder that had been lent to me uh, and then given, I hope, because I still have it, um, and then given to me by Kevin Quigley. Thanks very much, Kevin, if you're listening. Um, and at the time, so we had these long conversations, me and Gloria, we had four, there's four separate conversations on it. There's a few other little bits in between as well, but there's four major uh, conversations that are a couple of hours long each and the focus of them was uh, was one that was recorded on Mother's Day actually um, so it would have been when I was 35 so 2015 um, and there was another that was about her so they're all about her becoming a mother what being a mother was like um, 
her experiences of parenting and you know um various things kind of around those those themes the conversations you know went in different directions organically but that was kind of the main thrust of it uh and I thought that I lost I lost it I thought it was lost so after she died last year um I went to look for it and I couldn't find it anywhere I took the house part and um and her house part and I was really 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 upset I hadn't saved those files anywhere else there was nowhere else that they existed and I had made recordings of her when she was dying because we found out in the January and she didn't die until the uh, uh May um so we had four four and a half months um but uh so we had made recordings and even uh, did some filming of her when she was dying so I have those but those things were very like all of those things were very infused with the fact that she was about to die you know and so they um so I would have really loved to have had those uh those recordings from from seven years ago anyway on Saturday uh randomly uh I found a suitcase that was in the attic so we just got a styra put into the attic and there was a suitcase up there which had loads of old documents and notes and stuff. And I was just going through it to see what was in there. And at the bottom of the suitcase, didn't I find the Zoom? Wow. So this was huge news at the weekend. Huge, big, big deal. And I was so scared, like, what are they still on it? And is it, you know, and it was like, <gasps> and then finally got up the courage to um, to listen. And they were. And uh, I just feel like I've been given this incredible gift, you know, like, and it's her anniversary next week, uh, first anniversary. Um, and it just uh, just feels like this amazing gift that I've been given, you know, because, and I'm taking it slowly, I've listened to, listened to one and it was about her, I started to listen to one and it was about her remembering me. So I don't know if you remember, but the, the original show of Existentialism used to end with a kind of duet between me and Gloria. So me imagining what a baby would be like and her mm. remembering what it was like to have me as a baby. So that's this kind of duet between us. Um, and that, convers- th- that conversation where she was remembering is there, but it was too much, like it was too, that was too much to listen to. But there's another, you know, I will in time, like, but, uh, mm. uh, and then there was another one that was recorded on Mother's Day, like I was saying, um, so 2005, 2015 rather. Uh, and uh, it's just so gas. Like, I think because at the time, the purpose of the recordings were just for this purposes, the show, you know, or to help me figure out whether or not to have a kid or stuff. There was no specter of her death in the room, you know, um, that wasn't going to be for years. And cognitively, she was so like that was before any of the dementia that was before any of you know things had really progressed with the parkinsonism and stuff and so she's really fresh she's really sharp we're like it's just us sort of at our at our best i guess like uh figuring things out together and and it's just gorgeous like it's i'd be and i was thinking you know like i've been thinking of the podcast and what what things matter and I couldn't really think of anything in the house like sure there's this or that or the other but would I really care like probably not I'd get over it but I would be right now 
like I was saying earlier, it's all about context. Right mm. now, I would be heartbroken if anything happened to that Zoom and those recordings, you know. Uh, and they feel just extremely precious and and uh, amazing. Like it's just, and it's like being with her because Zoom, Zoom recorded the quality is so great. Mm-hmm. So it feels like, I feel like when I'm listening to them, particularly if I'm listening on headphones, that I'm with her. You know, it's like it's like uh, it just feels like being with her and having a conversation by the fire in her house, like we would have always done. You know. Mm. and um it's great so at the moment that's the thing that matters to me the most wow what an amazing thing to find I know I can't believe it I'm I'm so like I couldn't believe it I had just I had really like I had that I had just put it to bed you know the idea of it and I'd gotten over it you know but uh to have it then suddenly just appear uh amazing yeah and and is it something that you now have transferred onto something else as well just no I'm not going to bother backing it up <laughs> no, no Rob 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 um Rob did earlier yeah he put it on his laptop safe for me <laughs> put it all on but it's great and it's great and the discovery of it as well because I don't remember those conversations like they were seven years ago I don't remember uh, so there's such new discovery in it too, you know, it's like, um, like I'm laughing at the jokes, like I'm hearing them for the first time and I'm going, wow, at the mo-, you know, about the revelations and stuff. And also like, it's so gas them hearing the lines from the play because those are the recordings they came from. And I've heard those lines hundreds of times, like in performance and rehearsal and, and it's, but these were the moments that they happened for the first time, you know, like, the, and the discovery of it, like when, um, so in the play, in the show, as you know, uh, it talks about um, Gloria getting pregnant with me in the late, in the 70s in Ireland when, uh, you know, when contraception was still legal and, and her going to the doctor and him uh, saying that he's going to do the pregnancy test and him saying he's going to organise a home and he'll disappear the baby and everything's going to be okay. And like, I take that knowledge for granted now because it's so, it's become so ingrained in me as part of a part of what happened in her life and my history. Uh, but in the in that recording on the Zoom, it's me hearing that for the first time, you know? Mm. So if I had, so it's really, it's wild hearing all the, the hearing the, the revelations, I guess, for the first time or, or knowing that if I, if it, ha, if I hadn't asked then in that moment, I would never have known, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really interesting. So yeah, it's gorgeous, gorgeous gift, gorgeous thing to have. It's like a literal kind of treasure trove, or like um, it's like finding a, a like a message in a bottle or something. Yeah, it, I think it's it's really interesting what you said that you are there, and because obviously it's very good quality, um, but it's like being there in the room with her, and and also you're connecting to the first time you heard those words, which yeah. is. I mean, um, it's hard to really imagine. <laughs> it's hard to really even articulate, I can imagine, what, what that feels like for you. It's great. I mean, very emotional, like, uh, on on Saturday, uh, you know, but, but, um, but, yeah, it's just gorgeous. Like, I feel like now I have a way to, to just access 
that I can just listen at any moment or I can go for a walk and listen or maybe in the bath. Um, <laughs> you know, but I, yeah, that I, it's just, it feels really great. Because I have all, you know, I have a lot of recordings I made when she was dying and stuff, but it's, that's different. That's different. I'm really happy I have those. I'd be really upset if I lost them, but it's very, very different, you know. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting that you're, you're a second thing the, the the kind of the the, the suitcase of of memorabilia for your son is full of things that are kind of might spark in him what what your these recordings have sparked in you possibly i do feel like i feel like it's made me think maybe i should be recording things because it's like i said at the beginning of the conversation like so much of what now i don't know if this is true for other people other people might feel very connected to physical objects you know certain physical objects but I don't all the things that I I'm sorry that I've lost or that I'm happy to have now are digital they're like photographs recordings films of people you know um so and I'm, I'm very much less connected to the physical the physical items you know um so I wonder should I be uh maybe trying to create a digital archive of things for Rowan you know, like, I mean, apart from just like the normal pictures and videos of him, but recordings of me um, going through his life, you know, I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud now. But uh, but it's great that the subject matter of those conversations with Gloria, like from my perspective, they weren't just random conversations where we were chatting about stuff. We were talking about me. We were talking about me from like when I was... From, from the moment she found from the moment she had sex with my father and realized that she conceived because she says in it that she knew at that moment for some reason that she had conceived and uh up until up until that day so it's all the whole like roller coaster of parenting a baby a teenager like what a nightmare um you know everything the whole thing like an adult um and her feelings the whole way it's just such a the great thing to have, you know. What was her What was her her description of teenage Joanne? Oh Jesus! I mean, like, you can just imagine what a disaster I was, and like, oh God! And now that I have a kid, I'm also actually listening to them. Now that I have a kid, it totally changes everything because I can really identify with more with what she's saying and what she's describing, but. Jesus, I hope Rowan is nothing like me when he hits his teens. I was a disaster. Like I just, she says in the thing, well, you just used to go out and forget to come back, <laughs> you know, for days, <laughs> like days. I did. <laughs> what a brat. Uh, what, what, age, uh, what age would that have been? Really young, Anne. Like, I think, I think we were going to, I think I was going to Quinn's when I was 15. Like definitely 16, 17, hardcore, disappearing for days, you know. Like such a little asshole, <laughs> and she'd just be cycling around the town on her little bike trying to find me, demented. <laughs> so sorry, so sorry, Gloria. <sighs> but I made up for it then in the end, didn't I? You sure I'm did. good. <laughs> good. No, but it is. It's really. Um, it's amazing to have those kind of snapshots of time. Because we're all recording everything all the time in many ways, but taking that moment to actually sit with something that was 
I suppose, kind of mindfully recorded, if that's the right word, or, you know, that it it was for its own sake. Rather than, mm. as you said, maybe the stuff that you were doing later on that was um, or because she was dying. Do you know what I mean? That it was just, let's just, let's just record. I, I know, I know for myself, I'm, I am trying to record my dad more uh, now, like incidentally, rather than, um, um, right, dad, now you must sit down and, and, y- you know. trains and, like when you were younger, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, 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 you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's advice you've given me in the past. Um mm. Uh, to, to make the most of of parents while they're around and um and when they're campus mentis you know um but i think it's very special to have something that is just itself it's just a little a little moment captured yeah i'm very happy very very happy it was good it was a good uh moment and uh yeah i feel very lucky well uh, Lovely. And these, so I realize I have, um, you know, I, I asked you what seems like a simple question is to pick three things that matter, but obviously as well, in true Joanne Ryan fashion, you managed to get about seven things, I think, in there between. <laughs> in the You're sequence. welcome, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> hey, always. I like, you know, it's, it's just jumping off. I'm getting point. paid by the item, right? That was the, <laughs> that was the arrangement, wasn't it? Hundred percent, obviously, um, <laughs> but as I said, you know, one of the first things he said was this um, question threw me into a bit of uh, existential angst over over what matters, and I certainly that would not have been my intention. <laughs> Weirdly enough, uh, to 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 make you question the very nature, the philosophical nature of what is existence. Well, it's a big word, you know, what matters. It's a big, it's a big Anne. Earth, wind, fire. <laughs> but it's, um, they have been thoroughly, um, they have been very gorgeous and very lovely to, to explore with you, I have to say. Three very, very diverse and beautiful things with full of meaning and thought and all the things like the humor the life love death everything's in there you got it all in there joanne ryan good um what i was gonna ask uh so we are obviously in a pandemic but you are still working away Mm -hmm. and uh where can people find out more about what you're up to or is there anything you'd like to talk about before because we have a little bit of time um, anything you'd like to talk about that you are uh, that we can kind of expect from you in the next while um, well uh, I'm rewriting existentialism for radio at the moment uh, for Radio 1 so that's very fun and uh, that's going to be on by the end of the year so I think December is the broadcast date um, so that's kind of fun it's my first time writing for radio uh, so I'm, re- I'm really enjoying that. Um, what else? I'm writing a new show about uh, about death and dying. So the course I was talking about earlier, uh, the Living with Mortality course, um, is feeding into a whole kind of journey I'm going on at the moment to uh, come to terms with the fact that I'm a mor- I am indeed a mortal being. Um, 
and and I will some someday die. So come to terms with that. And uh, that's been really interesting. So I'm, yeah, so I'll be working on that over the next year or so, I would imagine. I have loads of great collaborators and uh, great non, uh, non-creative team as well um, for research. So it's going to be a uh, very, very, really, really interesting process. I'm really excited about it. And I'm working on a new show with you. Yes, you are. Uh, so we're going to be starting work on that soon too, which I'm very excited about. Looking forward to a fun summer with Constance Smith, Hollywood starlet of Wolftone Street and and the community of Wolftone Street. Um, so that's very fun and, and hopeful. And uh, yeah, it'd just be great to be out and about and seeing people in person. And, you know, even we had like we when we did it, we did a recce uh, last week you and I on Wolftone Street and it was just so nice to be doing something outside and having you know and interacting with people on the street and stuff and uh, so I'm really looking forward to that yeah amazing and uh, and where can people find you on the line uh, on the line on the interwebs uh, where can they find me I'm on Twitter uh, buscamillish at buscamillish I am so just for I assume this has been listened to in a part of the world where people might know what that is so that's just oh uh, Busca B-O-S-C-A-M-I-L-I-S Busca Millish Sweetbox Sweetbox that's well I'll leave that there (laughs) and then uh, uh, I'm on Facebook I've got a website that's very bad but it's going to be updated soon hopefully joannryan.ie and are you on the gram? Oh, barely. I mean, it's so embarrassing. Like a producer, when I was touring Existentialism in uh, the, the Irish tour last in November 2019, the producer of the tour set up an Instagram account for me. And so I have one now. I have that. But I don't know how to, like, I'm, I feel so stupid saying it, but I don't know how to, I don't even know if I know how to post. Oh, I could, I could post actually, yeah. But um, yeah, I'm finding my feet with it. I think. Well, that that is totally fair enough. Yeah, we, it's a we, bizarre representation. Like I thought, you know, it seems. It's it's very odd the way people represent their lives. I think, on, particularly on Instagram. I think that's the. Uh, but in general. But sure, we won't get into that now. That's sure. for the other podcast. <laughs> that's for another, that's for another <laughs> podcast. Uh, absolutely, but. Um, Yes, but the main thing is joannryan.ie as well will direct you to everything else, won't it? It'll yes. connect you to everything. Um, yes. Uh, listen, Joanne, thank you so much for those that beautiful sharing. It was really special. It was really, oh, thanks for having me, Anne. Really gorgeous way to, to spend spend a bit of time. And uh, looking forward to seeing you in, in real life soon. You've been listening to Three Things That Matter with me, Anne Blake. A Limerick Post podcast produced by Eric Fitzgerald. Theme tune is composed by myself and performed and recorded by my lovely brother, David Blake. You can follow Limerick Post on Twitter at Limerick Post. If you enjoyed the podcast, please let others know and rate it on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at AnneBlake78, on Instagram at AnneBlakePlay, and the podcast on the hashtag three things TM.